Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. It is Thursday. I do hope you are keeping well. We got batteries. We got stories about dads who may or may not be in the Stasi, and we've got Mr. Luke Moore <laughs> on the show this week. How are you doing? I man? forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. What's, what's going dad. on? Little yeah. Stasi dad. Um, Luke, I've been on Facebook Marketplace, my favourite place oh, in the whole entire world. Yeah. It's how like are you a, still on Facebook, man? It's I don't like know how you do a, it. It's the only reason why I'm still on Facebook for Facebook Marketplace. There's so right. much shit on for sale, and most of it is overpriced. People trying to sell old Spectrum uh, Plus Two Kempston joysticks for thirty quid. Who's buying that? Uh, people you. are saying. Obviously, well, I'm you. looking at it and getting upset <laughs> about how expensive it is. There is a woman who's trying to hawk a homemade, I think. Um, figurine of Ludo from Labyrinth uh, for, I'm and, into and, that. and she's bashed it down from 120 quid to 110 now it's at 70 quid I think oh. every week she has to do it down get it for us will you it's, 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 it Is looks it good? good but it's but it, it it's it's also very homemade as well so that's interesting but but if you are looking for that uh, just go to Facebook Marketplace and change your, uh, your, your your postcode to a Leon C postcode and it'll probably pop up um, go on go on carry on yeah no I, I, well I've had Luke in my possession uh, a a real to real uh, magnetic tape player, uh, and I've had it yeah, in my possession since uh, I think it's about twelve twelve years, thirteen years, something like that. Got it at a car boot when I was still in oh God, I don't know where I was, Orpington, I think. And uh, I have had it in my possession, and it, there's always been this little reel of tape. There's always been this like reel of tape that uh, spooled around it. Um, and I've always sort of wondered, bearing in mind it was a recorder and a player of of, of sound, this this real to real player, big real real player, really heavy thing. Um, I've always wondered what's on that tape because there's been this mysterious tape in my possession. Oh, so you got the tape with the player? Yeah, I don't oh, have, fuck. I didn't have the capacity to play this tape, so I've just got had this mystery tape in my in my possession for. Sounds like a new fucking horror movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and uh, so on Facebook Marketplace, I saw a working, or certainly semi-working, reel-to-reel player, which means I could hear what's on my mystery cassette, cassettes. Uh, and so I drove around this bloke's house, uh, picked up this, because uh, driving has, has, has definitely lended my bric-a-brac uh, skills as an, an extra oh, dimension. Oh, you're absolutely off the fucking leash Because I am able to carry this myself. Yeah. Um, 
picked up yeah, his real bury it in the graveyard and go pick <laughs> it up later. Up this real to real player, and uh, and so I set it down, turned it on, and it you know it it, it it's got some problems, but it, it works. It plays wherever you, you want to be played. Um, took the took the this mystery reel off the uh, off the player, and uh, it was the best of the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Roxanne. Roxanne It was Fuming. just the best of the fucking police Who's did doing you to, that? You had to listen to all of it to know or Did you just check the track listing online? No, I just, well, I just, I mean It was just a, it was just a concatenation of different police tracks I'm like I, th- I think you're oh. supposed to call him Sting now It stings You have to call him Sting or them Sting <laughs> Yeah Fucking That's fuming. another Alan Partridge reference, isn't it? The police are as they're now known Sting, sting. Um, I've, got, I've got, I've got, I've got a, um and I'll tell you the story about when I went out for a countryside walk with my ex-girlfriend and her family like years ago. No. And this is down in Wiltshire. And um, we were walking along. Um... Oh, by the way, I'm really disappointed in your payoff there. Yeah. You must have been gutted. I'm, yeah, I was expecting something spookier to be quite. I've not checked side two, but one side was just all the best of the police. Right. Um, it just seems like a waste of what quite a cool like piece of kit. A waste of kit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we're in Wiltshire. This is probably back in about 2008 or something. And um, we're walking along this countryside path. Because you know there's like a real, it's a real bone of contention in um, in the country. Mm. And actually people, international listeners, will, I think will find this interesting. So if you are listening to this and you are based in the UK and you've got a public footpath story, which I understand sounds really boring, it isn't. Get it in, get in touch because people get into proper disputes about public footpaths in the UK. Yes. Particularly in England. Obviously in Scotland they've got right to roam. In England, I'm not sure about the situation in Wales, but in Northern Ireland, but in England, like public footpaths are just like sacrosanct. So if you've got, if you buy, spend millions of pounds on a big house or a big country estate and it's got a public footpath through it, yeah. As far as I know, tough, tough, tough rocks. Was, unlucky there, dust. There was one around the corner. People are going to be walking in, through your shit all the time. Well, where we lived in Berkhamsted, I mean, it's, it's fine if you've got big grounds and stuff, but this yeah. was the, the one down the end of the road in uh, Berkhamsted was this uh, hilarious little, <laughs> hilarious little kind of situation where the, the house. And they had like a little little mini garden next to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's separated just by this weird little kind of public right of way path in the middle. So you'd just be walking effectively, really close to the house, really um, through this guy's garden. Uh, but, but before you, they get to their garden, really, it was like the front door, their car. You could walk through it, and then the other side of that was was their garden that they tended beautifully as well. It was like a public garden they'd created. I, I don't think they were particularly annoyed about it, but it was was a bit uh, a little bit weird. Yeah. It's a weird old thing. But anyway, so like we were doing this walk and like if there's a public footpath, basically you can just do it. Mm. And my ex-girlfriend's parents were like proper ramblers, right? They yeah. were like, like, we're doing this. I don't care if we have to climb over this fence that shouldn't be there anyway or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we saw some walkers coming the other way and they're like, oh, don't walk down this path. And we're like, why not? So because it's um, it belongs to Sting and uh, he's pretty uh, he's pretty like kind of hot on it. And the parents were like, well, it's a public footpath. We should better walk through it. Yeah, and like, yeah I know. But like Sting gets, gets the arsehole about it and stuff. And we looked over the um, the rolling hills. Yeah. And the house, which was pointed out to be Sting's house. Bear in mind, I'm just taking these two people I've never met before's word for it. Mm. So it might not be true. Um, but it probably is. Um, it, the house was absolutely gigantic. And the footpath we were on was probably about a mile away. <laughs> It's like, how can you... And you got to that stage of your life where you really can get annoyed about someone walking across a path a mile away from your actual house. It'd be like me complaining about someone walking in Crystal Palace you yes. know, from where yeah, I am yeah, in West yeah, Norwood. Yeah. So so I don't know how we got onto this. And the, oh, it was a sting, that's right. So I'm not sure what sting's like these days, but I've heard some rumours is all I'm saying. <laughs> that he's very, very forthright about his, his rights yeah. when it comes to um, right of way. 
speaking of something, I mean, listen, so something, one thing Sting certainly would not be doing, I think we can all agree, mm. is eating a full English breakfast. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I can't imagine him sort of chowing down. I did, uh, if he did, though, he'd take fucking ages with it. <laughs> Tantric mm. d- breakfast. <laughs> he would he would um, claim to be satisfied from the breakfast for like eight hours <laughs> um but what kind of what kind of rock and roll um figure do you think would he would still eat a full english uh lemmy if he's still with us he's um, dead oh, he's literally dead yeah um oh uh, um ozzy osborne <laughs> yeah good shannon good i've got beans good. on me top good answer so Apparently, uh, the reason I'm saying that is because I read a news story uh, last week that there's a guy in Bristol saying that partly due to the pandemic, partly due to the pandemic, but actually because of a prevalence, in his words, of health conscious people constantly asking for organic halloumi salads, he's now closing down his cafe because he thinks no one eats full English breakfast anymore, and what he's done. <laughs> He's closed it and he's opened up a Mediterranean restaurant in its place. Should I feel? Is it Brexit to feel a bit sad about this? Um, I. Mm, what do you mean? Is it Brexit to feel sad about this? As in, like, I'd love, I'd love to feel English to be there as an option. I mean, admittedly, I hardly ever eat them, but I, I, I'm kind of the worst. I'm the worst of both worlds here, really. It's like the thing with the cinema. On Monday, we'll talk about the cinema, right? It's great having a cinema five minutes from my door, mm. independent and everything. I never want it to be busy, but because I'm selfish. But I want it to be busy enough so that it stays open. It's yes, the same with a full English yeah. breakfast. Yeah. I don't ever really want to eat one. I probably want to eat one once every six months, but I want them to still be available. I just And it would be sad if they were no longer there. I just always think that they've kind of leaned too hard into the bacon uh, compliment on, on on the breakfast. Because you reckon? I you reckon you get enough bacon? I, I, I just don't like bacon anymore. I don't know what happened to me. Um, it, would, it has to be extra streaky for me. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a streaky a, man these days. I'm not a big... I, I'm just not a big bacon guy these days. And the sausage is the real gem. And I always think they scrimp and, on the sausages and cheap out on the sausages. And I overcook them? Yeah, overcooked them. Used bad sausages and, and just, them? Uh, just and and the fried egg holds no allure for me these days either. I'm um, a scrambled man. Yeah, it's 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 a shame. And beans in a, in a ramekin. I think that killed the fucking thing. To be honest, that's. I mean, to be honest, that's a big problem in the community. I think. I hate to get I hate to get all you know, bad text on a local radio station, but the ramekin, the beans in a ramekin, it's good because it does give me the option of of throwing them away because I don't necessarily like beans all that much. But uh, once you start dicking about with with you know adding extra vessels to your to your breakfast, it's uh, it's game I think over. It's a, I've heard it's a problem in the scene, <laughs> the ramekin thing, because I think people get people. Uh, there's always going to be people who want to kind of mess up, mess with mess with the process, mess with the classics. Like, yeah, yeah. And, I'll blame and, your Hester and Blumenthal's, them, and most of them will be ex uh, goo pods. So like there'll be bits always. of chocolate in the bottom. It's the only place you can get ramekins. <laughs> They've got the absolute monopoly on it. Yeah. <laughs> I blame you, Heston Blumenthal's. Oh, what's this? A, a, a ramekin of baked beans? Oh, but it's actually fucking red sugar puffs. Fuck off. <laughs> but what, so you, you're saying that you don't actually like any of the elements of a cooked breakfast? No, I like sausages and I like mushrooms. And if there's bubble and squeak going, I'll go for that. But uh, yeah, it's it's toast. It's, say again. Toast. No, fried bread. Eggy bread, maybe. I, I, it's just it's just an excuse for me to consume Tabasco, uh, which is so many yeah. of my meals have become these days. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather have a ramekin full of Tabasco? Yeah. Oh, I'd love. I'd like to just dip <laughs> my tongue in it. Just thinking about it. Don't, whenever you mention, whenever anyone mentions uh, that particular condiment, 
I start like my mouth just gets so moist. Can I, I just say my salivatory glands just go? Oh, yes, please. In, 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 <laughs> as, as embarrassing as this is, I'm happy to admit it on this show because we're among friends. If I walk down the crisp aisle in the supermarket, I get a, I start salivating. Yeah, it's just, it's just um, uh, oh, God, like a, anything with lime in it. Anything with Tabasco in it, yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to. Dr- oh. <laughs> My mouth just came. Um, g- g- oh, Pete, that's don't don't, don't put it like that. Don't put it like that. Don't. That's the worst like thing that. you've sent, said since you sent me that message about Bruce Dickinson the other day. What was the <laughs> Bruce Dickinson's on tour, isn't he? He's sort of doing yeah. a question and answer. Spoken word thing. tour. I asked yeah. if you get me tickets, and you replied with some obscenities, <laughs> and I was disappointed in you. Oh. But anyway, but I, 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 this is a very long build-up, yeah. and I'm sure our listeners have got plenty of things to say about uh, fried breakfast. But mm. very long build-up to saying that if I the the problem that I think the the full English cooked breakfast faces in 2021 is probably best surmised in the area in which I live, right? Mm. I live in a working class area traditionally, West Norwood. It's been gentrified, obviously. Mm. I'm part of that problem. I get that. We don't need to go into that now. If I go to the cafe down the road, of which there are many, if I go to the, in the first one and I ask for a full English, they're going to give me, it's going to be about fucking 16 quid probably. Mm. They're going to give me organic reared specialist sausages, Right. They're going to give me some kind of sourdough bread. Yeah. They're going to give me tomatoes on the vine, lightly grilled. Right. Right. They're going to give me beans in a ramekin, as you've already identified. They're going to give me some kind of really thick, unpronounceable back bacon. <laughs> and you're probably not going to get any mushrooms. And the egg will be, I don't know. Racist. The egg will be like confit or something. <laughs> Racist, yeah. So I'm saying that people have messed with the formula and I don't yeah. think the young people know where they stand with it. Yeah. They think it's unhealthy, we're not into unhealthy food and this is kind of a bit weird and it's a kind of a bit caught between two stalls and we don't know where we are. What it should be doing is going down the McDonald's angle, the traditional McDonald's angle. It's a burger and fries. Enjoy it once every so often. It's going to be fine. Yeah. But even McDonald's have gone down the health thing, haven't they? Do you want carrot crunchies with that? No. Do you want to? Do you want to? Um, do you want to? What do you know about carrots, Ronald? Do you want to round this? Do you want to, when you're on the little machine, the, the big iPad things? Like, do you want to round this up mm. to a quid for uh, to, to the nearest pound? I always do and, that. And donate to the charity. It's like, like a lot of companies these days, and they do it like you know, certain garages as well. When you're buying petrol, they sort of go, "Do you want to? Round, do you want to uh, add twenty five pence for charity?" Now, it doesn't matter what charity it is. I do come. Amazon do it. A lot of people do. Companies do this to offset their tax uh, because I. It just seems quite ubiquitous these days. If somebody knows what the, you know, why, uh, you know, why they have these initiatives, because I'm, I'm sorry, I don't believe that it is completely altruistic. I can't. I cannot believe that it's completely just just doing the right thing. It seems to me. Yeah, that there must be an ulterior motive. There must be some tax breaks for companies that give to charity. If not, and someone can tell me about this, uh, I, I'll be very, I'll be, I'll be astonished and astounded, and and very happy that that's the case. But I just always presume that I'm being used somehow. Yeah, to be quite uh, frank. And and I think with the petrol thing, I think you're probably within your rights to say, look, I'm 40 now. I've only just started driving. Leave me out of it for a bit. <laughs> Leave me out. Yeah, of I've it. missed out 20 years of not doing this. <laughs> to pay for a charity. I'll do yeah. the charity a bit later <laughs> yeah um, can I, I can I ask you a question because this ha- this hasn't happened that often but it has happened this week yeah. on the running order for today's show mm. you've put the two words that I don't understand I'd like to know what they are lobster notching lobster oh, yes. notching so I discovered that um, some lobsters 
get well and truly fucking notched. Now, they, what does that mean? So they have uh, lobster fishermen have a legal requirement to if they discover a lobster flobbing around like a lobby lobster um, on the you know they just pull them up from 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 the net or whatever or the the the, the cages rather. Um, if they pick it up, if they pick one up, and they've and the underside is absolutely when when lobsters have uh, babies, have little yeah. eggies, um, they uh, they they basically there's like millions of fucking eggs underneath the the belly of the lobster. Yeah. Um, it's it looks like uh, they've been invaded by some kind of horrible moss or something. But if they if you if you see that as a lobster fisherman, you're supposed to turn it the other way around, uh, and you take like a, a very specific uh, notching tool. Uh, and to the tail of the lobster, you give it a little, a little triangular notch in the tail and you throw it back to basically right. say, uh, this one has been, th- this one's carrying a load of babies. This one goes back. Don't pull this one up because it's been notched, basically. Uh, no. But how would you know until you pull it up? Uh, I, I think I think I think you put I think you pull it up, and if you see, I think it's more not that they've got babies at the time; it's that they are a female that is old enough uh, that it's rich maturity, and obviously they're that they're making more babies than than the male equivalent of, of the lobster. I think that's right. So right. so if you pull up a, a, a lobster that doesn't have loads of babies underneath it, um, but it's got a notch. That basically says it has the capacity uh, to, to make babies, so throw Don't it back it. so it can go and make its babies. Uh, so if you spot it with the eggs, you've got to notch it and then throw it back. And I didn't know that that was going on. I, I, I just assumed that, just, you know, fishermen just lift them all up. Nom, nom, nom. This sounds like the start of, a kind of some kind of criminal defence statement. <laughs> What, what have you done? I've done nothing. What do you mean? I notched a dog. I notched a dog, Luke. <laughs> I notched a little dog. I don't know. How, what website did you visit to re- discover that? Because that is actually very interesting. I honestly can't remember. I mean, to be honest, if anyone's really following, uh, most of my stuff is from boingboing.com, a website I've been, re- I've been reading since about the year 1998. When the um, internet was good. When the internet was good. It was back when I was working in uh, marketing for a, for, for a London uh, housing quango for the, for the government. And... Uh, I remember the the it was proper like the office US where a new IT man comes and he and and he basically pulled off how what the most popular websites are that people are viewing on the internet. You know when like people were actually scared yeah. about what people were fucking looking at on the internet. And, and in my case, it was it was well valid. Um, but Boing Boing was very much the, at the top of the list of websites that had been accessed. Uh, every single day at, at at the local government, and I was expecting a bollocking because I'm the only one who's looking at Boing Boing. And if that is the most visited site, I am just one person visiting the same website over and over again. Uh, you know, in every every day of my working existence, and I was sort of like, I'm going to get fired soon because someone's going to notice that I am accessing Boing Boing twice an hour. <laughs> when did when did the when did the internet go to shit in your opinion? Is Boing Boing now covered, now owned by like? A big kind of company. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I think they might still be independent, but they're they're, they're still uh, they're still beholden to uh, you know those you know those weird adverts you get at the bottom of certain websites. You see them quite a lot on uh, news uh, sites, and they're these kind of old school miracle pill, uh, aloe vera jelly, head wound 
look at how old Michelle Ryan is now. Kind of like pick, you know, this this mum of mum of Who two is in Michelle London. Ryan? She was in EastEnders, and I don't know why they keep. Oh, on, Cindy for EastEnders. Yeah, yeah they yeah, keep yeah. on. They keep on sort. She's of, been targeted. It's unfair. I just don't know why the why the algorithm thinks that I really just need to see what Michelle Ryan looks like now. It's bizarre. Yeah. 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 Um, Weird. But the internet's now shit. The internet's now shit. And we're part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. On that note, let's have a break right. so we can serve up some adverts to earn some money mm. because that's what the internet is now. And then when we come back, we'll put a bit more in the internet credibility bank by talking people through their battery brands. Ramekins aren't cheap. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more. Only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Hi, I'm Flo Lloyd-Hughes. I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. And I'm Chloe Morgan. Join us every week on our brand new show, Upfront on Football Ramble Presents. We'll get stuck into the biggest stories in women's football every Tuesday from the latest in the WSL... Gareth Taylor said, oh, well, actually, we were playing 3-4-3 and we moved to 4-4-3-3. If you look at any of the footage, if you look at the way the players played in that first half, there were four players playing at the back. That sort of comment speaks of a manager who doesn't quite know what they're doing. To how the Lionesses are shaping up ahead of a home Euros next summer. For me, I would pick Lee Williamson. I would just go for it now. For a younger age captain, you've got some big tournaments coming up. I think a lot of players think she's got a really great mentality, gets on with a lot of people. For me, she's a born leader, and I think she will be England captain at some point. And what it's really like being a player in women's football today. From my own experiences of of being in a situation like that, I mean, you know, when we got promoted uh, when I was with Spurs, that was phenomenal. I was, you know, first choice keeper. You know, then you go into the WSL for our first season and all I wanted to do was get WSL experience. Join us every Tuesday for Upfront. Search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app. Subscribe now. Football Ramble Presents is a stack production. We're back with an Oak and Pete show. Hello to you, you, and you in um, the ba, trousers. Ba, ba. <laughs> no. um, yes, uh, Jimmy Cunningham's got in touch with his favourite battery brand. Or Am I searching for him when you reading them? Because we haven't worked this out. Oh, sorry, mate. Have you got, have you got email. the email box open? I'll load it up now, mate. Hang on. All right, then. Well, well every single Thursday, you it's guys... Beans, baby. Don't worry. Through the week, through the weekend, uh, you guys uh, pull batteries out of uh, cheap Chinese electronics, and uh, if you find a battery that we've never heard of before, you get a big blue tick next to your name in our minds. Uh, Jimmy Cunningham's got in touch. Okay, um, give me the brand, baby. Yeah. Hey there, fellas. Attach some XZ 
energy batteries that came with my back bathroom scale. A lot of people opening scales this week. Mm. <laughs> Is this yeah, a new player? Well, hang on a minute. Are we, are we able to... Um, well, I've got a couple of issues here. All right. right? Okay. Are we going for... So they are. there's a photo of them and they are they look like double A, so that's fine yeah. in terms of the profile uh-huh. and, and the size of them. Jimmy Cunningham sent these in on November 4th. Yeah. Right? He also sent them in on October 12th under the name James Cunningham, which seems like a very big coincidence if it's not the same person. Yeah. Um, but can we give it to Jimmy Cunningham? Because technically speaking, James Cunningham has already sent them in. Oh, that's a good point. Do you reckon he's been hoisted by his own petard? I don't think we can let him in. I, I, I think that's that's fraud. Um, it's a hanging chad. It's a yeah. It's, I think I think he's on technicality. He's not. He's not in. No. Sad, unlucky Jimmy. Or should we call a, you James? Sorry, James. Jim. James or Jim? Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Ben Roberts uh, bought a metronome off Amazon the other day, and it came with these batteries inside. Titled Great purchase. Titled Rabbit Comfort. C O N T H O. Rabbit. Comfort. I've never heard them before. That's mad. And hope you haven't either. I don't know what rabbit. I kind of you know the Duracell bunny, all that business. Comfort. What is that constant thought? A constant. I don't know. Very yeah, weird. I think it's probably a different language, Pete. Um, <laughs> it's probably a different language. I love the fact that that Ben has done this. They are new players, so congratulations, Ben. You, a new player has now entered the game. <laughs> um, I like the fact that he sent a photo of the battery sat on his piano. <laughs> and I like the fact that he's bought a metronome. All in all, great work. 10 out of 10. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, that is lovely. Lovely stuff. Uh, we've also got uh, Rene Etten. Uh, Ren has come in with uh, Voltax. Hope I can finally contribute to the top quality content. Uh, this was in a box in an abandoned storage room at work inside an old flexible inspection mirror. Unused, maybe from the 70s. <laughs> Voltax. Well, the, fo- the photo is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's from Munich in Germany. Uh, I'm yeah, male. Voltax are a new player. Congratulations mm-hmm. to you, Rene. Yeah. That is a new player entered the game according to the email inbox. Uh, Voltax are in as are Rabbit Contho. I genuinely, and I mean this sincerely, had no idea how deep this Rabbit Contho <laughs> hole went when we started these batteries. Yeah. We are still four years on finding brand new players. It's incredible, really. It really is. Uh, and thank you very much for getting uh, in touch, Rene. Uh, if you've got a battery that you've just found in a uh, a, a toy, uh, a weapon, uh, an old electric fire to, to give that little spark for the gas, uh, do get in touch. It does need to be one of the major four or five food groups when it comes to batteries. It needs to be yeah. your high strength. We're not going for like little lithium uh, watch or, or hearing aid batteries. We want full fat, you know, over over a couple of volts kind of uh, kind of batteries, if that's all right with you. Yeah, I don't want to see our 2032. No, we don't want and no, it. It goes in your common garden kitchen scale and has no branding on it whatsoever. Yeah. No, thank you very much. Yeah. Not interested in that. As Pete says, I would. I don't know how Pete feels. We need to do a moratorium on this, probably. Yeah. I would go up to, from one end of the scale, the AAA, mm. to the other end of the scale, up to and including probably a D, <laughs> right? Something okay. like that. The square one, whatever yeah. the square one's called. <laughs> Outside of that, I'm not interested. Yeah, indeed. Um, yes. So get in touch. Hello at LukePeteShort.com. Uh, we got an email. Can I say hello to? Um, What's that name? A German Londoner in Singapore. Luke, the German Londoner in Singapore is 
back. And the email is written uh, in a style that's even more unhinged than the first time round. Yeah, can I just say, you German Londoner in Singapore, yeah. you don't know how much anything we went through last week. Yeah. But you're nonsense. Yeah. Because, because Pete Donson is sometimes tired. That's and he doesn't right. always... He doesn't always pick up on the stuff, do you, Pete? No, I mean you got you got uh, done by a joke about Marty McFly. So I don't know why you're giving it the big lick, True. sunshine. You're only as good as your last email, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello again. Uh, I thought that my dad's adventures would be a wholesome recollection of a life well lived. I reread my email now and realised how much he does sound like a Stasi man. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's a Stasi man. Uh, but I'm I, a Heine man. Yeah. Uh, he's given it the big licks, but it does take a turn, as the first one did. Uh, but I assure you, he wasn't a Stasi man. Unlike my uncles. <laughs> I have the files to prove it, I promise. But you are forgiven to think that, considering the Stasi's 300,000 official and unofficial, in inverted commas, employees. If you had a sense of the previous email, then strap in for these two nuggets. Oh, God. Imagine uh. you are a volunteer worker that sorts out those closed donation bins. What would you do? If you were to find a donated SS parade uniform complete with armband, insignia and an iron cross. After the passing of a particularly unsavoury family acquaintance, his wife found out about his past. He stored everything away, including his old booklets and paperwork. Looked like he was living up in Eastern Europe. What a monster. The uniform uh, would now be worth close to 100,000k. Yeah, I mean, 100,000 euros, not 100,000k peaks. That's something completely different. Right, OK. Um, yeah. And I think also... Presumably, getting involved with that kind of stuff would probably be a crime anyway. I, I think it's very, the grey area around the collectability of that type of stuff is very, very difficult. There's, there's a there's but, a there's a shop there's a bric-a-brac uh, shop on uh, on the high street of Berkhamstead uh, that saw they were selling some definite Nazi memorabilia that uh, definitely should. I mean, I wouldn't put it on my Instagram for the shop to be honest, uh, with a little winky face. And uh, I, you know, when you just know that there's. You know, you sort of go. This is the tip of the iceberg here. If that's what you're showing off about, you're in. Uh, you should be in trouble. I think in many ways. Should have called the police. You know, really. I think if you and also, I mean, to our German Londoner in Singapore, mm. if this is your idea of clearing this up, <laughs> then I think you know that's problematic in itself. Yeah. I definitely know for a fact that certain countries in Europe ban the sale. And the collection, I think, but definitely the sale of, of Nazi memorabilia. I think that's everywhere, sure isn't it? Because David Boy kept sure getting caught crossing borders with Nazi stuff, didn't he? And I'm pretty. Isn't there? Um, wasn't there a thing? And we can say what we like about the man because he's he's sadly passed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure Lemmy from Mote collected a lot of that kind of stuff as well. Well, just and look at their bloody logo. That, yeah, he always yeah. insisted he was just a collector and he was interested in the history and stuff. Mm. But, I mean, that's what people always say. I don't. I don't, I don't know if uh, the, the, the detail of that. But in certain parts of Europe, for sure. He can talk about it being worth 100,000 euros or whatever, but in massive parts of Europe, it's illegal. So, mm. I mean, thanks very much, German, London and Singapore. We've, if we've proved nothing else, we've proven that we will read, read anyone's anything email. Else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is not the best way of clearing up the situation. But let's move on to more wholesome mm. uh, uh, subjects, mm. Pete, because Rich Brown has got in touch, um, which sounds like a colour. Yes, as he said in his Does, he yeah. said in his um in his uh, sign off, Rich Brown, not the colour. Um, hi Pete and Luke, hope you're both well. I've just wondered, I've just wondering if you guys have ever used FEMO. Um, is it FEMO? FEMO. Or, now I'd never heard of this to be honest. FEMO, FIMO, F-I-M-O. The mm. old modelling clay that you put in ovens to set. Now I just thought that was clay. Mm. Um, I looked it up earlier, and uh, it's like I think it's like some kind of. I think it might be a 
like a brand name right of like modeling clay particular yeah. type of clay anyway um rich says i remember back in the day making dice and mushrooms i started making stuff out of it again with my son it's a pain in the ass really fiddly and a lot of it ends up on your hair and your clothes have you ever had any experience with it now I don't think I have, but we definitely had to do clay models in art class at school. And I was abysmally bad at it. And the reason I bring that up is because I think probably to like annoy me, because my family are a bunch of piss takers normally, <laughs> the clay pig, which was supposed to be a piggy bank that I made in like year 10, mm. which is so bad you can't even get a coin in the back of the pig, uh, my parents still have on their shelf at home. In the living right. room, so anyone can see it. But that's the closest I've ever been to modelling anything with clay. Pete, I suspect you've modelled quite a bit because you're very arty. Um, I've not done a lot of. I think I had a. I think I had a plate that was on the wall of my kitchen, and that looked like a piece of shit. Uh, my <laughs> a, a friend from school was like a. He was a big. Uh, he was a he was a big uh, clear firing man. He had his own kiln and stuff, and he did some lovely stuff. But he sort of gave it up. He was a really talented bloke. But he, never mind, never mind. Would you, would you did you buy any of his stuff to help him keep him on his feet? No, they've got no business having owning clay. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that note, Pete, on that note of clay, if people mm. have got a clay story, send it in. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Yep. We are at Luke and Pete Show on the social media. That's all we've got time for for this week. We will be back in on Monday. Sorry about the German listener guy in Singapore. <laughs> I mean, it's a broad church. What can it we say? It's a broad church. Um, have a great weekend. Um, we'll see you on Monday. And uh, that's about it, yeah. Peter. Anything you want to add? No, no. I'm, I'm out of here. We haven't talked about your haircut, by the way, yet. I hope we should do that next week. Have some respect. It's lovely. Show is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.